we need to cling to joy. We need to cling to the fact that even when there is social distancing and separation and difficulty and canceling of things that mean a lot to us and difficulty getting to places that we want to get to, to be with the loved ones that we want to be with, that ultimately God's presence never leaves us, that He is absolutely the one that provides and is the joy that we have to emanate and the world could use some joy right now and so we get to be conduits of that joy. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. When we are undergoing very stressful seasons of life, it can be difficult to see the light through our anxious thoughts toward a new way of living, one that is steeped in God's joy. Our guests this week share the way that they were able to move from being stuck in the stress cycle to finding joy in their lives and work, and how they became conduits of joy to others. Artist and writer Ruth Cho Simons and speaker and life coach Jess Conley. Ruth Cho Simons had a passion for art from a very early age, but the pressure from all sides to succeed in areas that were more practical delayed her entry into this space. Although Ruth ultimately pursued a degree in fine arts, life took a different turn than she expected, and she found herself seven years into her marriage with three young children before she started to think again about her creative pursuits. During this season, after she tucked her children into bed, Ruth started to rekindle her creative side, writing about how Grace was working in her life and sharing the thoughts with her online community. The popularity of her blog would lead Ruth to found her company, Grace Laced. She writes about how God was preparing her and how waiting on His promises would bring a beautiful transformation to her life. I'm Ruth Jo Simons. I am an artist and founder of Gracelace.com, a website where I have gotten to share my artwork in the form of prints and lifestyle products and stationery, serving women around the world with beauty and truth from God's Word. And I'm also a mama to six boys. My oldest is 18 and my youngest is seven. I've been married to my husband, Troy, for 22 years. And in previous seasons of our lives together, he was a full-time teaching pastor and a church planter. I was born in Taiwan, and so I'm an immigrant that came um, when I was three, almost four years old, learned the English language, found my family trying to reestablish ourselves in a new country. But, you know, I was raised with a general cultural mindset, both from my new country in the United States, as well as just with my Chinese heritage, just a real cultural background of really wanting to achieve. And that kind of pressure really led me to thinking the only answer is to be a 4.0 student that goes into neurosurgery or something, you know, really fantastic and brilliant will change the world by using my academic prowess. I always loved art. In between, you know, chemistry notes would be drawing with my right hand, drawing my left hand and, and being really, um, fascinated by the beauty all around me, but I didn't allow myself to really enjoy it that much because in my mind, I thought my worth was so tied to what I could accomplish. And long story short, the Lord really did get a hold of me and God in His kindness won me to Himself, showed me that nothing I had to bring to the table, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what college I went to, what degree I graduated with, what job I landed, none of those things could earn me true favor with God. And so, you know, that's just a bit of my testimony sharing that ultimately I came about being an artist in a way that 
I didn't expect. I wasn't planning to be an artist. I wasn't planning to be a mama. I wasn't even planning on um, going through a season of homeschooling my kids full-time, any of those things. But those are truly just seasons that come about where God really breaks you of things that you think can save yourself. And um, He shows you what true salvation is. Grace Lays began in the midst of us being a part of lots of other ventures. We were part of church plant. We were part of a school that we were intimately a part of. And all those things were wonderful things that we were a part of during that season. And my art and my writing were not front burner things. They weren't the biggest priorities in our lives. But rather than give up on it, I was like, well, I know that this is a way I express myself. I am speaking toddler all day long. So I'm going to just take out some time every single day to write. And my tagline was finding grace in the everyday, meaning the grace of God and the gospel can't only be applicable when I'm at Sunday school or when I'm in church or when I'm leading a women's group. It has to be applicable right here in the midst of the really mundane things that I'm doing. That's the thing I did. When the kids went to bed, I started a blog and chose to write to work out my own salvation in my everyday life. And occasionally a post would go viral, but really it wasn't that I was making money from it. It wasn't that I was getting real popular. I was simply writing to faithfully document and see how God's favor and His grace intersects everyday life, even when life wasn't turning out the way I expected it to. And eventually, with the help of social media and with other seasons of life, as my kids got older and could tie their own shoes and do their own laundry, um, that opened up an opportunity for me to um, get the paints out. And so Grace Lace Shop has only been in existence for about seven years. The blog has been around for almost 13 years. So you can see, you know, there were many years there that I didn't know that it would turn into what I get to do right now. But I think any dream you have, anything you want to do successfully in a big way, you need to do faithfully in a small way. You know, um, we are living in a time where we have more stimulation in that little phone that we hold in our hands for our eyes, for our ears, for our minds. We are constantly overstimulated. We're constantly looking at things to compare to, things to want and covet. And it just goes on and on, right? We have so much to look at, but we have lost or missed the art of actually beholding. I think that so many times I walk through life complaining about how, you know, I'm not experiencing great things or life is so hard, or I wish God would just show himself and express himself or let me know how he's with me. And I'm missing him to not take a walk and notice when the leaves are turning. I'm missing his faithfulness there. Or if I'm walking by, you know, the the blooms and gosh, tulips come up early spring and they're gone. To not stop and pay attention and to notice and to see how intricately they're created and to look inside and see how they change and look different in their petals. And if you to not notice those things, is to kind of miss out on the ways that God is pretty awe-inspiring and He's incredibly faithful and He's at work all the time and it's not dependent on us. And so, yes, I could say I meet Him every day or I ultimately need to meet Him every day in His Word. 
Ruth believes we find peace and joy when we seek God through His Word and in prayer. She reads a passage from Jesus Always to illustrate this point. Jesus Always, March 1st. I give you joy in your journey through the world. This sparkling gift is not a luxury, it's a necessity. There are bumps in the road ahead, as well as sharp curves, ascents, and descents. Without joy in your heart, you will become weary and discouraged. Seek to spread joy in the world around you. Let my light reflect from your demeanor, through your smiles, your laughter, your words. Concentrate on staying close to me, and I will lead you along the path of life. In my presence, there is fullness of joy. I think um, we as hustling, busy, to-do list women sometimes forfeit that joy because we are so quick to try to put ourselves in the presence of our peers liking us, of our house looking just the way we want it to, our kids behaving the way we train them to. There are lots of things we want to be in the presence of, and we forget that we were made to be in the presence of our Savior. Fullness of joy comes through Christ and through our knowing Him. But you got to start with realizing that He's great. He is so worthy and He's so much bigger than your problems. And so um, I have to start there every day. I have to recount little by little all the details in which He is kind and good and still at work. You know, um, obviously any one of us can trace back in our lives and see God's hand, His sovereignty, His kindness pursuing us all along the way. And so to any listener here today wondering what God has for you, what His purposes are for you, take whatever opportunities you have right before you and use your gifts fully today. Just just start right where you are. You can find Ruth's book, Grace-Laced Discoveries, Timeless Truth Through Seasons of the Heart, everywhere books are sold. Stay tuned for Jess Connolly's story after a brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul. It's a trek that demands to be celebrated, lauded, and embraced in its entirety. Celebrate the moms in your life this Mother's Day with two beautiful gift books, Jesus Calling for Moms by Sarah Young and Grace for the Moment for Moms by Max Licato. These heartfelt devotionals will remind the moms in your life just how special they are. Jesus Calling for Moms and Grace for the Moment for Moms are available now where all books are sold. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for a special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. This Lenten season, spend 40 days with Jesus, exploring the promises of joy found in the Scripture. 
Through 40 select devotions from number one best-selling author Sarah Young's Jesus Always, you'll experience closeness with the Savior that invites you into a new, joy-filled way of living. Draw nearer to Jesus with 40 Days of Jesus Always. Find out more about where you can get 40 Days of Jesus Always at JesusCalling.com. Jess Connolly is a writer, speaker, and co-leader of Bright City Church in Charleston, South Carolina. As someone who has always loved cheering on friends and family as they took a step to do something new, Jess realized she had a gift for coaching. She developed some of the practices she's used to help people wade through the apprehensions they may have towards stepping into a new venture, and developed a program to help women who need one-on-one assistance to quiet their fears and fire their spirits in order to make their dreams come true. I'm Jess Connolly, and I am a mom of four kiddos. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. My husband and I lead Bright City Church. I also write books and encourage women through coaching. I have a business called Go and Tell Gals, where we create tools to help women step into their God-given calling. We all want to believe that God has called us and given us a purpose, but where do we start? How do we move beyond feeling like we're not enough to take a chance on ourselves? The way that we move beyond feeling like we're not enough is by accepting that we're not enough. (laughs) Truly, we have access to the gospel, which means that we get to be rooted in the good news that though we are not enough, God is. And so as Christians, we get this great and freeing good news that we might not be enough and that's okay. He is enough. He will equip us. He will empower us. He will work in and through us. And that is the best news that we can live into. And honestly, it's the number one way to get over feeling stuck or feeling like we can't take a step forward. So often when I'm encouraging women or coaching women and helping them find their God-given gifts, I ask, what do you like to do? Do you love to sing? Do you like to cut hair? Do you like to drink coffee? Do you like to write? Do you like to teach? Do you like to dance? How can you utilize those things for the good of others and the glory of God? And that helps me so much when I I begin to look and pay attention to the things that continually people are asking me to do or looking to me for, I realize this is part of this place that I serve in this community. And that is a great place to find purpose. Genuinely, I think a lot of us try to find purpose and we think about what we can do rather than who we can serve. And so really asking who we can serve and what they need from us is an incredible, incredible way to find our purpose. So one of the ways that I think we can really meet a need for this generation to come is by providing them with something that our generation didn't really have. If I'm honest, while I was growing up, I saw a lot of resources to help keep girls out of trouble. I saw a lot of resources and tools to help keep girls away from bad things. What I didn't see And what I didn't experience myself were a lot of resources and tools encouraging girls and young gals to step into their God-given calling from an early age. I didn't see a lot of tools or resources helping girls learn how to hear from and obey God. 
I saw a lot of tools telling girls how not to make God mad and how not to frustrate him and how to follow his rules. And understanding and having a healthy and reverent fear of God matters and it's good. And understanding his way and his law and its purpose in our life is so, so, so important. But I didn't see any resources out there speaking that First Peter 2, 9 truth over young gals saying, you are ambassadors sent to bring other people, to watch God bring other people out of darkness and into marvelous light. And so we have this incredible opportunity for the young gals, for the generation coming behind us to not just keep them out of trouble, to not just tell them like, Ooh, follow this narrow path or you're going to just fall into pain and sin and all kinds of badness. But to say, Hey, there is actually a beautiful path of being a Jesus follower. That also means you get to use your gifts for the good of others and the glory of God. It's fun. It's life giving. It's abundant. It's free. It's not staying away from bad things. It's running toward the beautiful things that were purchased for you on the cross of Christ. When we actually want to fight fear, number one, we have to really look at how the world fights fear. A lot of the things that we're hearing out in culture, in the world, and sometimes even from the church are so abstract about fear that I don't feel like we're getting some definite help and some definite moving forward. Let me give you an example. We hear a lot of like punch fear in the face. I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't work for me. (laughs) I don't know how to punch fear in the face. And so truly, 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 one of the best ways we can fight fear is saying true things about God. When we're feeling scared, when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling insecure, when we're feeling inadequate, we often aid those bad feelings. We spur them on by speaking negative untruths over ourselves and over our lives. I feel like a mess. I can't do this. I'll never change. I don't have what it takes. Rather than speaking true things about God, God has placed me where I'm at on purpose. God has a good plan for my life. And that no matter where I go, I can't flee from his presence. And no matter where I go, I can't outrun his goodness. And no matter what I do, I can't unhinge his providence and good plan for my life. So I think one of the easiest ways that we fight the distractions of feeling like we might get off course and miss it all is deciding that everywhere we're at is holy and good and God's here and he's gone before us and he'll go after us and he's going to keep us on course and he's going to help us out. And even if we make a wrong step or make a wrong turn or make a bad decision, his grace is enough. I absolutely believe that spending time in God's word is not something we have to do, but it's absolutely something that we get to do. And I think everything shifts in our hearts and in our minds when we begin to step into that realization. And when we stop seeing reading the Bible as the healthy thing to do or the right thing to do or the wise thing to do, and instead the abundant gift given to us by a good God who wants to communicate with us and wants us to understand his character. My personal Bible reading practice is I filter through a couple of different books and a couple of different devotionals and try to get just in actual God's word every day, read a little bit of his scripture, not just reading what other people think about scripture. I try to sit in silence and have a little bit of contemplation and listening to him and try to discern what it is that he's saying to me. And then I also love to read a few different devotionals too. I like to flip around to all different ones and get different perspectives on people who see God in different ways. 
Here is Jesus Calling, February 25th. Rest in my presence, allowing me to take charge of this day. Do not bold into the day like a racehorse suddenly released. Instead, walk purposefully with me, letting me direct your course one step at a time. Thank me for each blessing along the way. This brings joy to both you and me. A grateful heart protects you from negative thinking. Thankfulness enables you to see the abundance I shower upon you daily. Your prayers and petitions are ringed into heaven's throne room when they are permeated with thanksgiving. In everything, give thanks, for this is my will for you. I am praying for our country. I'm praying for our world in the midst of COVID. I'm praying for God's peace to be palpable in the midst of so much heartache and pain for so many people. One of my favorite theologians, Charles Spurgeon, says, you don't always get what you want, but you always get what you expect. And I have learned that part of the beauty of prayer is that when I pray for certain things, for God to move in certain ways, I begin to look for and see the fruit of those things. And so I'm really praying to see his power and to see his presence and to see his peace manifested in people. You can find Jess's new book, Glory Girl, wherever you buy books. If you'd like to hear more stories about getting unstuck in life, check out our interview with Christian singer and radio personality, Jackie Velasquez. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we hear from Julie Carrick, Catholic recording artist, speaker, and author. Julie has spent over 19 years of her life in ministry and shares how God's grace is intended for each and every one of us, no matter our differences. If we could come to the basic of truth first, God is God. We belong to Him. His Word is forever. We just need the basic truth. We are here for a finite number of days and then we go home to the Lord. Or if we do not know Him, we will not spend eternity with Him. We need truth and the peace that that brings. Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by a closer walk with God? Then subscribe today to the Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Jesus Calling Book, on Facebook, and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.